0: Listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Sroges. Chapter 26 Matias. Matsyas had never been on a roller coaster, but he imagined this might be what one felt like. As his first few weeks at Faraday passed and he settled in, his days seemed to violently alternate between calm, joyful, and riddled with nightmares. When he was awake, he spent more and more time with Antony, and when the older boy wasn't around, he spent time with the girls studying or reading. Matsyas had even settled into an awkward truce with Reed. He didn't go out of his way to spend time with his roommate, but he had stopped avoiding the boy on principle. They would sometimes study simultaneously in their room, and even had the odd conversation. Thus his days improved, but his nights got worse. Since his brother's birthday he hadn't dreamed about the fire, but about Lamel being carried away on a train, and he woke with his brother's voice screaming in his ears. Key was right, of course. Despair was a sin, but he couldn't find a way to pull himself out of it. Sometimes when he woke— He wondered if this was the punishment that God had given him for leaving behind his family. One nort day, when his alarm clock rang, he shut it off and laid back down, praying for just a couple minutes more sleep. A hand shook him awake. Matt? Matsyas rolled over and blinked his eyes. A man with long hair stood over him, and for a moment he thought it was his father. As he sat up, he realized the man's skin was too pale, and when he put his glasses on, he saw Reed. The other boy was fully dressed, with his school bag slung over one shoulder.
1: Are you all right? Do you need to go to the infirmary? I'm fine. What's going on? You slept in. Class starts in ten minutes.
0: Matsyas jumped out of bed and scrambled for his uniform as he set his thermos to boiling. He could feel Reed's eyes on him as he finger-combed his hair and pulled it back into a horsetail with his purple ribbon, saving every second he could. But when he looked back... Reed had left. He carried his thermos, knowing he would need to calm down once he had the chance, especially with Mrs. Thielman's class first thing in the morning. Tilly waited in the common and handed him a cheese pastry wrapped in a napkin. I sent your roommate to get you when you didn't show up for breakfast.
2: Thanks.
0: He took a bite of the pastry, which was still warm. As they headed to class, it started to rain. I guess we'll be in the classroom today. Mrs. Thielman had told them they were not ready for storm-strength winds. She looked their way as they walked in, but didn't remark. matthias breathed a sigh of relief as he and Tilly took their seats, and, with trembling hands, poured himself a cup of tea from the thermos. "'You stay up late last night?' matthias shook his head. It had been one of the rare nights he had not stayed up talking to Antony. That was probably the reason he didn't feel rested. Those conversations seemed to be the only manner he had of escaping his nightmares."
3: I just have a lot on my mind.
0: Tell me about it. They really piled on the homework last week, didn't they? That was true. Wince and Antony had taught him to play a card game called Feast, which was popular in Westwood House. He enjoyed it so much he'd almost forgotten to finish his channeling objects homework. Fortunately, Wince, as always, had been able to help him out. Antony walked in with an umbrella and gave Matt a small wave. Everyone get out the papers you wrote this weekend. "'Antony is going to collect them for me.' A chill went down Matt's spine. He had completed algebra, history, and channeling objects, as well as finished the new book for his ethite literature. He thought he had gotten ahead, but he had entirely forgotten about the three-page paper Mrs. Thielnin had asked them to write on the differences in controlling wind from different directions. Matsya swore in Johu, hoping that no one would hear, or at least no one would understand. "'Did you just say what I think you said?' Tilly, of course, did. With a shaking hand, Matsyas drew a folder from his backpack and flipped through it, as if expecting his assignment to magically appear inside it. He supposed he could imbue his folder with luck, but at best everything would fall out and get stepped on. He could have lucked the fire alarm, but there were enough magical workings for the teachers to identify who tampered with them. Antony came ever closer. If matthias said he left the paper in his room, Mrs. Thielnin would probably demand he fetch it. Antony stood at the desk in front of his. matthias saw a sheet of notes he had jotted down during his research in the library, and thinking something was better than nothing, he pulled it out. Antony arrived in front of them. Tilly handed him her paper. He accepted it and turned his eyes to Matsyas. He towered over him. And even if he was a friend in Victoria House, here he was Mrs. Thielman's student aide. Matthias wanted to melt into his desk, or at least to hide under it. He willed his hand not to shake as he handed over the single page of notes. Is this it? For a moment, it looked like the older boy was trying to hold back a smirk.
3: I didn't finish.
0: He swallowed, wondering if everyone else in the class was watching him. What would they think? him going from the star of the wind-casting class to the student who was too lazy to complete the paper. Antony said nothing and passed on to the next desk as Mrs. Thielnin told the class, Since it's storming outside, we're going to talk about creating wind in a small place. The class went on, and by the end of it, matthias thought he had gotten away with the paper, but as he walked out the door with Tilly, Mrs. Thielnin said, Mr. Truitt, may I speak with you? He paused. So did Tilly. You may go, Miss Tereze. Tilly gave Matt an apologetic look and walked out of the room. Matsyas turned to face Mrs. Thielman. As he did so, he could feel the walls of the classroom closing in on him. She gestured to a chair in front of her desk. The walk from the door to the chair felt as long as the staircase to Mrs. Thielman's room. He sunk slowly into the chair, his heart sinking inside him as he did so. Mrs. Thielnin selected his paper off the top of the stack and placed it in front of her. I see you didn't finish the assignment. Matsyas swallowed and found his voice. No, ma'am. Why not? Mrs. Thielnin did not add that she had given them all weekend, three entire days to complete it, but he thought he could hear the inference in her voice.
3: Because... because... uh...
0: Matsyas tried to think of a reason. Because he forgot because he spent too much time with Antony, trying to forget, because he owed a debt to his family and the only way to pay it was through a run of bad luck. Mrs. Thielnen folded her hands on top of her desk and, to his horror, suggested the same thing Mrs. Puttyom had suggested after the physics test. "'Are you struggling with the language?' "'No,' Matsyas said firmly, though he knew it was the only acceptable excuse for not having finished the assignment. He absent mindedly twisted his hands around his thermos. Mrs. Thielman sighed. Matt. She spoke more slowly now. Matsyas recognized the pace from when Key had started teaching him Shugbo. I'm sorry. I don't speak Johu. But I want to help you. Are you having trouble with the reading? Matt's nose burned, and he bit the inside of his lip to keep from crying. Mrs. Thielman continued. I CAN'T HELP YOU IF YOU DON'T TELL ME WHAT THE PROBLEM IS. When Matsyas remained silent, Mrs. Thielnin tried a different tack. I understand that traditional schools are somewhat new to you. Are you having difficulty managing your time? He nodded. Is that a yes? I need you to tell me yes or no. Matsyas swallowed again. Yes, ma'am. Mrs. Thielnin handed him his sheet of notes. You're a good student, Matt. I'm going to give you a chance to redo this. I want it finished by Saturday. That's two more days, okay? Yes, ma'am, thank you. He accepted the paper, then he stood up and made a dash for the door before the walls closed in on him again. He was so intent on getting away from Mrs. Thielman that he ran into someone as he walked out of the room.
3: Oh, sorry.
0: As he looked up, He realized not only had he run into Anthony, but the other boy had clearly been waiting for him.
3: What did she say? She's giving me two more days to finish.
0: His eyebrows went up in surprise. That's great. Matsyas nodded, trying to be positive.
3: As long as I don't have too much homework for my other classes...
0: "'For a moment he couldn't maneuver around Antony to get off the balcony. "'He tried to push his fear into a ball in his stomach "'as the two of them stepped back and forth in each other's way, "'and Matt finally slid past him. "'He wanted to sit on one of the balcony chairs "'and pour himself another cup of tea, "'but he had physics next, and he couldn't afford to be late. "'The last thing he needed was Mrs. Puttyom holding him back after class too. "'Again.' "'Antony followed Matt toward his next class.'
2: You want me to write the paper for you?'
0: This shocked him enough that he stopped and stared, not fully believing a house-head would suggest such a thing. He searched the older boy's face for a sign of humor, expecting him to smile or say he was kidding. But he didn't.
3: "'No,'
0: he said emphatically, and walked into Mrs. Puttyam's class without waiting for a reply. Matthias knew that if even Antony thought he didn't have the ability to write the paper in two days, he wasn't studying hard enough, so after dinner he went directly to his room to work on it. Reed was there, but seemed to also be working on homework, so they didn't speak. After working at his desk for two hours, Matthias had nearly completed the paper. He set down his pen and moved to his bed, leaning against his pillows and finally taking his leg off. Someone knocked on the door. Matt let out a sigh and reached for his crutch. I'll get it. Reed jumped to his feet and opened the door to reveal Antony.
1: Hey, how goes the paper?
0: Though Antony had never seen Matsyas without his leg, he barely seemed to notice the stump now. Matt gestured to the paper on his desk.
3: One more page. I'll have Tilly proofread it tomorrow.
0: Antony reached for it.
2: I can proofread it for you.
0: Matt plucked the paper from the desk before the older boy could grab it. Antony seemed a bit less trustworthy since he had suggested cheating.
3: It's all right. I wouldn't want Tilly to miss out on telling me what I got wrong.
1: Fat chance.
0: Reed had returned to his own bed.
1: You're probably the smartest freshman in the school. Not even close.
0: Matias thought of the time he had spent in the library with books on wind magic, stumbling through with a Shugbo dictionary at his side.
1: You corrected Mr. Connor about the development of boats in lie LA last week. I I didn't mean well, technically you told Diane. And she corrected him, but close enough.
0: Antony crossed his arms over his chest.
3: You're also taking wind casting in your first year, even though it's not your primary gift.
0: Key spread the papers from Faraday out across her bed. Okay. Read me the instructions again. The Matsya stumbled over some of the less familiar words when he read Shugbo. He was still the better reader between the two of them. He picked up his own registration sheet.
3: All freshmen are required to take physics and algebra, a history survey course, and a literature course. We recommend you select a literature course in your native language also select one class and one altered alternate class in each of the following cat categories magic theory and magic practicum you may take two additional courses of your own choosing or opt to have one read Recess period, which you may use for study.
2: Key looked at her registration sheet again. History of the major continent, history of the minor continent, history of the southern continent... Then she looked at Matt. I guess you're taking Ethite literature.
3: It wouldn't be my first choice,
2: but... But it's in Johu. Matthias flipped through the rest of his acceptance packet,
0: still reeling from the news Key's parents had given him the day before, that they had sent in an application to Faraday for him, citing grief as the reason he was unable to complete it himself.
2: And now he had been accepted. Where are the rest of the classes? It's just got lines for everything else.
3: Oh, they're printed on the back.
0: Matt flipped his page over to show her. She flipped her registration paper over and ran her finger down the list. Do they really have all these classes? I didn't think the school was that big. Matias skipped straight to the list of magical theory and practicum classes.
3: From what I understand, they don't offer every class every year. It kind of depends on how many students sign up for one, and that's why you need an alternate.
2: Fundamentals of Sewing is listed as a magic practicum and a non-magical elective. That means...
3: You could learn how to sew... You should do it.
2: Key bit her lip. But Mom and Dad...
3: We'll be on a different continent.
2: Matt reassured
0: her as he marked luck bending on his magic practicum. Oh no. Key paused, halfway through writing something on her own registration form.
2: What is it? Matsyas flipped the sheet over to look at the class list again.
3: I don't know what to put for a practicum alternate.
2: Ugh, I thought you were going to tell me there was a reason I couldn't take the sewing class. She frowned at her form. Hm, I didn't think of an alternate for my magic practicum either. I don't know what I would do instead of electricity.
3: Probably light.
0: He nodded to the collection of carved light stones above Key's bed.
3: But I bet they'll have electricity. Weather magics are common enough, but I might be the only luck bender.
2: Mark Windcasting. Why? Because you've done it before.
3: Well, luck bending wasn't offered this year, and I've done windcasting before.
0: Matt eyed Reed, who was watching him avidly.
1: Really? You've done windcasting before?
3: Well, I was in trouble, and you know, when you're afraid, your magic spikes. It's easier to do bigger things. It's also a good way to get yourself killed.
0: Matsyas wasn't sure why he bristled at this comment, like he was being chastised for something he already knew. He must have been more tired than he realized.
3: It was an accident. When I lost my leg, I tried to rescue someone from a fire and a beam fell on me. I tried to use luck to get it off, but I couldn't concentrate, and so I ended up sending it on the wind. What happened?
0: Reed was perched on the edge of his bed now.
3: Uh, our mom found me. She finished a business deal on the way home. She had a sudden idea to take a different route home.
0: He realized it sounded stupid when he said it aloud.
1: It could have been a coincidence. I bet admissions didn't think it was a coincidence. You put it in your application, right? I think so. I
3: don't really remember what I wrote.
0: He tried to smile casually, as if it was funny that he'd forgotten his own application essay.
3: Did they get out of the building okay? The person in the fire. We weren't able to get them out. But there were um police nearby.
0: Antony smiled that half smile that didn't reach his eyes.
2: That's good.
0: Matsyas didn't bother to respond.
2: To Natural Magic, written and narrated by
0: Molly Sroges. The role of Matt was played by Casey Kirkpatrick. Reed was played by Michael Garnett, and Anthony was played by Goodwin Hidalgo. Our cast was rounded out by CJ Braneman as Key. Music from Pixabay. To learn more about our artists or to read this book online, find
2: The Stitchwitch's Apprentice on Tumblr, or follow the links in the show notes.